Well, Jude, thank you very much for coming. Um, I've been trying to get you on for a while, and we've been we've been talking about podcasting for quite a while, the whole year since the pandemic started, right? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I think there's a, a stat out the other day actually that I, I, I browsed past with with the amount of podcasters in the last year that's actually been launched and how many they've got at the moment. It's like millions upon millions, but it's it's um, I think. I think just podcast is a good way of kind of opening up conversations and to have people's kind of like um, views. I think it's, it's more of a it's more of a probably a positive way of of people getting across their views and opinions, and their views and opinions also being kind of also challenged when it's an open discussion as well. So you know people get to hear both sides of the story rather than just kind of like currently what we've got is just you know when you read things that have been you know published on 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 the internet and yeah. via social media and stuff like it's always one-way traffic and we can't take our news sources from from or our opinion base from from those sources anymore because they're now they've become you know it's obvious they've become way more untrustworthy than, yeah. than they were ever in the beginning yeah that's right and uh, i had uh, i read uh, <laughs> i read uh, i think a post on twitter this mm. woman she posted something saying um when women have problems mm. they talk when men have problems, they start podcasts. <laughs> oh, I, 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 so, I don't know. I've got to be careful what I say. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen your Instagram account. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like, but it is, you're right. It's um, the really good thing about podcasting actually is it's a long form conversation. So yeah. you, so you've got time to kind of discuss yeah. and, and sometimes it's not the traditional route, right? You, you kind of have a plan of what you want to talk about and then mm. you get these little nuggets uh, as you branch off, you know? So Yeah, and, and I think it's, um, and I think, I didn't know, I think it was you I mentioned it to before. I, I think um, last year when, but you know, that quote isn't, isn't far from the truth yeah, yeah, yeah. in that, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a form, it's almost like a, for men, it's almost a form of therapy, Yeah, you know, because we aren't, given the I wouldn't say given the right but we don't have or feel comfortable enough to kind of like openly speak about certain subjects and about certain things yeah. um without you know without kind of like some sort of recourse from men um, actually from, <laughs> from us as well yeah, yeah from men as well yeah, yeah but I think you know I think it's um yeah, it's, it's it's a good thing it's it's one of my favorite kind of like mediums you know ab- above and beyond quite a lot of stuff that's out there at the moment. yeah wicked man and you got your you started something i think was early on in the pandemic right yeah yeah i'm gonna um, try and pronounce yeah, it properly yeah, yeah. Sans, frontières. Sans, frontières. Sans, frontières. <laughs> <laughs> Sans frontières uh podcast yeah it was beyond borders it started to meet me in viking you know um he's he was in hong kong i was in he was in italy at the time and it was actually uh, about doing a podcast about various subjects and about um you know doing it over zoom and stuff like that but it, it didn't the, you know the the time difference didn't depend. You know, it wasn't reliant on that and stuff like that. And and also it, it was, was peak good. pandemic, and it? it was like it's peak pandemic, man. Yeah. It's peak pandemic, and it's you know peak peak stress time. But it was good. It was good to kind of like you know for us and even the guests to to um, you know get something that you know be able to kind of get things off their chest and to you know had do something different and get their teeth into something different yeah. you know what i mean than their normal routine which is just being locked up and thinking about you know 
what menus they can cook for dinner for their families and <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that you know so yeah it, it was good and yeah we're definitely gonna do a series two and revive that because yeah, yeah i look forward had, to it yeah man. we had some good good talks some good guests and some good subjects man it's good subject matters that that one yeah, yeah that was really cool man uh i wanted to kind of ask you uh like, how does it feel not to strangle someone for a whole year? <laughs> <laughs> or um, there and abouts, isn't it? Like, on and off. It's It's been, it's been, it's been strange. It's been a thing, you know, I've done jiu-jitsu since I was in my teens. Um, sorry, I've done martial arts since I was in my teens. And I think um, one, of, one of the things that I always keep pushing on about, which is, which affects, you know, um, and the reason why I'm very kind of advocate about, you know, I'm a big advocate about like men's mental health and stuff like mm. that is there isn't enough support for us as men out there. We're not encouraged to, you know, talk about or seek help, help and, and stuff like that. Um, is, is that, you know, it's routine. It's about our routine. And as much as, you know, it's quite, it, the irony of this whole year has been, you know, in years past, you know, it's been, ah, oh, you know, you got to get out of your routine. You can't have this routine of like, you know, your nine to five routine and yeah. this and blah, 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 blah. I, the irony of it is, is that's what makes you, is yeah. that discipline to, you know, get up in the morning, go for a run, come back home, have a shower, wake up the family, cook breakfast for your kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take them to school, go out, kiss the wife. She goes to work. You go to work, you have your routine, you train jiu-jitsu in the afternoon, you go back to work. So you, you know, yeah, that, that type yeah. of stuff. So, and that's, that's, that, and that's what's kind of kept people going and being creative and stuff like that is the fact that, you know, they said the devil make words, works for, work for idle hands. Yeah, that's it. That's and you it. can see it currently, like, you know, because people don't have their routines and stuff like that, the amount of like, you know, sorry to go back to social media, but the amount of noise and stupidity and, and things that people would normally not even bother about or yeah. take, you know, take part in the day. They, they're now like bothered about, ah, oh, my parking space is this. And, you know, just simple things like that. Oh, good. You know, they, they're more, there's a more heightened kind of sensitivity to these things. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you, you can use the word, triggering if you want but you know it's still there's it's way up there now it's like um, a pressure cooker isn't it it's yeah like, it's like a pressure cooker yeah, yeah. because people he, need to go back to what they need you know what what they need to do and hopefully this thing kind of like comes to an end or subsides pretty soon so that you know everybody can kind of get back to that that routine so yeah interesting so i want to i want to go back because for me your story is very interesting to me and um I want to start from the beginning. The sliders are the sliders interesting. Are. To me. You told me. You told me to. <laughs> By the way, he came in. He said, "Yo, put your shoes back on, man." <laughs> What's this? <laughs> so I forgot. I forgot the one. You know that. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, what, let me put my shoes. on. But you know what? But that, just, that's the benefit of sliders. That's what they're supposed to be for. Isn't it? Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We should these on. <laughs> um, so, what? What is the? I know you're from. You're Grenadian, right? My family's Grenadian. I was born in the UK. Yeah. Uh, my family's from Grenada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, full-blooded, yeah? Huh? Are you a burr like me? <laughs> well, you know, Jude, you keep sending me um, gifts of uh, butter being sliced and stuff. And I regret telling him this as well, because in France, um, what they call 
I guess Algerians or like uh, I, I don't know if it's you just, told me the story. I, I, I told you. you I told you. Uh, yeah, I regret now. I regret. Um, they call them beurre, which is butter. I don't know why they call them, but I'm guessing it's because we're soft or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> so Jude keeps sending me gifts of was it Kerry's gold being <laughs> so then I sent him a couple of things today about you know Grenada culture and stuff, and he goes, "Bro, I'm a bird just like you, man." <laughs> but I mean, growing up. Like, what was the one dish that you would you, know, you would eat, you know, traditional dish that you feel like that you enjoyed oh, growing man. up? Uh, saltfish, oil down. Grenadian food. I think, okay, I love Caribbean food, man. Yeah. Oh, it's just insane. Roti. You mm. know what I mean? You know, curry chicken for roti. It's, it's, it's amazing. But the fact remains, it's bad for you, man. Yeah. And, well, and not, I, every, all, not all of it, bro. A, a lot of it because you guys eat a lot of grilled fish and you know like uh, grilled fish with with yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, with yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? what do you drink oh sarsaparilla da, yeah. da, 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 sugar you know and the the irony of it is is that man it's it's wonderful but you know the 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 what's the word the um the the sources, the deep, where it's deeply rooted is within, you know, the cultures of, of the past and yeah. slavery and stuff. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. what, you know, what we're able to cook yeah. and what we're able to, and what we gain and, you know. And also, so, the work was hard as well. So you needed right. like high calorie. Uh, high calorie yeah, diets and stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you can make loads of assumptions with regards to actually how it, how Came it's about, different yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But the, the, with regards to our workspace now and how, we live our lives now. Mm. Um, food's awesome still, don't we? But you still, you still <laughs> haven't told me. Boil down saltfish. Oil, oil down, yeah. Oil, oil, so what is, oil, what is that? What is that? What's oil down saltfish? How does no, that? This, you, have, you, have, you have saltfish and bakes. Like, it's the saltfish and bakes. Okay, it's not one dish. Salt, saltfish. saltfish and bakes. Yeah, yeah. What's so, that, bro? You got oh, come on, bro. Okay, saltfish is like I know what saltfish is. Right. Okay. okay yeah, but okay. what's bakes? Oh, bakes. Bakes is a uh, what do you call it? It's it's um it's a uh, one that my grand used to make so basically like flour and stuff like that oh and right 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 about, you know and okay. you, you make this little they have it in America it's got a similar thing mm. was it? no 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 sorry 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 oh. not cornbread but it's the other the, 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 you, do you want me to walk the, out no, do sorry, you want to walk sorry. out this podcast sorry, right now sorry, <laughs> like seriously what well, I meant like oh. dumplings is it almost like dumplings yeah yeah almost almost like dumplings. Not dumplings but it's not sorry yeah, go on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> educate me man Jamaicans have dumplings what they call dumplings but it's different from what Grenadians have so okay cool yeah, yeah, that 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 type of food. I don't like have one particular dish. If I was to put it down to one thing, it'd be roti. Mm, I love roti, man. It'd be roti. I've never had Grenadian roti. It's the same as Jamaican yeah, roti. Yeah, yeah. And you must hate it because we're the same. You know, Algerians. Yeah. We're always being compared to Moroccans, isn't it? So Grenadians are always oh, being compared you, you to you Jamaicans. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we're the same, isn't it? It's, it's fine. It's, it's like we said before in uh, I think the previous podcast. It's just lines drawn in a, in a we're the same people, isn't it? Yeah. But, but like um uh obviously there's that national pride and you know the dish that you kind of uh, like we put up like couscous, there's always this like uh, which way uh, is the best couscous? Is it the Moroccan couscous, the Tunisian couscous, the Algerian couscous? Yeah. It's all the same. And by the way, ethnically, we're all the same people anyway. So it's just the colonialism uh, got, got a line in between. I'm uh, from Moroccan couscous. <laughs> <laughs> but you grew up in Labo, near Labo Grove, right? Well, I grew up in Fulham and I moved to Labo Grove. Yeah. Sorry yeah, so about bro, that, bro. Group in Fulham. Hey, hey, Fulham, Fulham was, Fulham, Fulham was great. You know, Fulham was really, really good. And, and, um, um, 
it, 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 I think. Whereabouts in Fulham? Near Parsons Greenway? Fulham Court. Yeah, but oh, okay. Fulham okay. Court, yeah. That's quite bougie, bro. But there's some, there's some. Yeah, it's the, quite bougie it's, now. It's like here, in it, but it's like you got some. You take a wrong right turn, and it's kind of you're in the well, in the hood a little bit. I think I think one of the things actually we got, you know, is sometimes we always not the we always not the UK, but mm. especially London, we always not London. Yeah. But the reality is, is that you know, in London you can have an estate that is right in the middle of a you know yeah. wealthy area. That's true. So it means that the cultures mix. And you get exposed as a kid to loads of things that you will never get exposed to in other countries. Mm. You know, um, no disrespect to like places like Paris, but it's like it's like a ring on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those kids, they don't get you know, they don't get to mix with the the kids that shop down the Champs Elysees. They just yeah. don't because they're just like two different worlds. Mm. You know, but you know, you can live somewhere like you know Notting Hill. And you can, you know, mix with a kid from Kensal Road, you know? Yeah. And you go, their school would probably be bang straight in the middle, like in Holland Park. Yeah, Now yeah, look yeah. at Holland Park which school, school. Which school did you go to? I went John Loughborough, actually, up in um, North oh, London. Oh, okay. Where? Yeah, North London. John Loughborough? Why does yeah, that mean? John Loughborough. Whereabouts in North London? Huh? Tottenham. Tottenham? Do yeah. you know what John Loughborough is? Yeah. Oh, because he's a Tottenham boy. How is he? So you went from Fulham all the way to Tottenham to study? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, my well, my mum, uh, my mum just didn't want me to get into like trouble and stuff like that. So they sent you to Tottenham, bro. No, it was a, what do you call it? Is a is a because my mum's event is was church school and stuff like that, you know. Right. I mean? right so right. yeah, yeah, she sent she sent me all the way up there. But the thing is, like, as as again, it's it was a good thing. In yeah. That, like my cousins went there and stuff like that. Yeah. But it meant that. You know, I had to wake up really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready, boom, boom, and go to school. And then I had to come back. So, like, after school, it would be, like, basketball practice and stuff like that. Either do your homework at, at school. Yeah. And then you come back home. You know what I mean? I didn't get time to, like, hang out, yeah. like hang out like, with my mates and stuff like that after school. Not not much. Not at all. What was the school like? It was, it was okay. I, you know, it's like, it being, like, you know, in my teens... Uh, and into adulthood and kind of reflecting on how it was like, um, yeah, I've got my deep criticisms of it, criticisms of it, mm. and how it could have been run better, and how as a community, I think uh, as a black community, we could have done a lot more. So was it, it was it um, a black run school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think uh, we know someone that's went uh, went to that school as well, yeah. and they, they had similar experience because I, yeah. I think uh, um, uh, what's his name, Muawiya. Oh. Went to the same school. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he said that it was good. Yeah, because he had he didn't have that thing of you know the whole stigma of um, uh, young black men and in, in school and how mm. they you know under he didn't have that stigma. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously there was other things that like he didn't get to mix with other cultures while he was there and stuff. And do you see what I'm saying? So he goes there. Yeah. There's always a, a trade off. But he goes, I loved it because I, I had to grow up there. Huh? Where did he grow up there? Oh, where did he grow up? I don't know, you know. Yeah, see, see, I grew up in Fulham, which is totally different. Right. I mean, so it's okay. like... So you went from school... Yeah, to mixing with loads of other cultures. Yeah, like, all, yeah, All the time, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's... um Yeah, and I think they... I think for a project, brilliant. And I think we need more is projects like that. No, 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 no. Just, yeah. Why, man? 
Um, I think they just went through like all the funding financial like, okay. crap and da, 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 whatever, and just it was just badly run, etc. But it's, it's now um, actually is now a school called Highland House, right? Which um, uh, what do you call it? My my brother's um, uh, ex-wife is a teacher there and stuff like that. And right, da, da, da. Cool. Ironically, and you know, what I mean, um, my my nephew's daughter goes there and stuff like that. So the exact same building wow. is now another school, but it's like. Was it a state? Was it like fee paying? Did you have to pay? Yeah, yeah, fee. Okay. So, you know, fee paying schools as well, there's a balance in it. If you charge too little, you don't have enough resources. You charge too much, you kind of exclude. It's, it's, um, I don't know. I I think, I think it's, it's a bit, I think it's a bit more than that. I think when, you know, and I think sometimes, um, Decisions have to be made for the benefit of the kids that are there, rather than the over over. Oh, I see what you're saying. The the you know the aspect of like whether it's religious or da 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 etc. And I think sometimes it's like um, that they get you know schools like that get, get caught up down. in that. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is that the, the people you're supposed to be helping, which are the kids, kind of get left in the wind and left in the dust and stuff like that. And I, I just think it was, it was an opportunity to, to basically, you know, the first headmaster there is called a man called Mr. Wolford, man. Just amazing. Like what I mean is like, um, you know, just as a, a 10, 11 year old kid going into that school, he, you know, it's like, it was inspiring, like literally inspiring. And, you know, we all leave school and we'd be going back home because a lot of us like lives all, you know, like yeah. South London, West London, you know, East London, whatever. So we all travel the same way, you know, go Seven Sisters train station on Tottenham Hill and we all be like messing out and blah, 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 blah. You go to the train station, guess who's standing there? My guy. He's standing there, you know what I mean? He's standing there, just like, boom, just waiting. And it's like, and you fix up. And then one thing he says, you don't just represent yourself you represent the school you represent yeah. your parents and you represent everything about your culture yeah. so make sure when you, when you leave the premises that you you know act appropriate and it just it just for my life that stayed in my mm. head those learning patterns and it's got you know it just had nothing to do with anything else but just you know I think those are the conversations that young men need and I think those are the conversations that you know young men are nowadays are getting, but because of the noise of everywhere else, they're not getting through, you know, and, and you that's feel, the difference that we got, you know. Do you feel that um, going to a school which which had predominantly black kids in there, mm. yeah, do you feel like, because sometimes when you're in a school which is multicultural, yeah, yeah, and you're, and, and the teachers are from everywhere, mm. um, they don't understand you and the advice they give sometimes is not tuned to your does that make sense? Like, hundred percent. So, yeah. So, so you're kind of like I remember even like we talk about this all the time, right? Yeah. Like, um, not having people like yourself mm. represented, especially in t- now, it's a little bit different because obviously yeah. our, our our generations, right? They've gone mm. into teaching and all this type of stuff. But growing up, you're taught you're taught by you know predominantly white teachers, yeah. and they don't quite understand. It's not their fault. We don't blame so, them, but they yeah. just don't understand where you're coming from, right? Of course. And to give, so to, to the advice they give doesn't necessarily, you know, how do you say, you can't, it doesn't hit home as much. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's, it's also very hard, you know, it's very hard 
for me to take um, advice about an armbar from a football player. Yeah. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Unless it's Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. And yeah. it's, you know, even though you, you actually respect that person or whatever, mm. but those are, those are the levels that you're talking about. That's right. Um, but at the same time, it's, I think it's, it's probably a little bit harder now in that, like I'll give you an example of my, my boy, right? Yeah. So, um, my missus is French and stuff like that. And how, you know, how do you take a kid and teach him your ancestral culture? My missus teaches him her culture, her language. And then on top of that, um, you know, he's got to understand and navigate the UK and everything like that, you know, yeah. etc. So, you know, he's, um, you know, he does his normal school during the week, but on Saturday is French school. Yeah. But, you know, apart from, we, we don't have that um, community structure anymore. So we have to put them into kind of classes and schools. So, you know, if there's a Caribbean study class near me, I'd put him into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really and truly, our grandparents used to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Our grandparents used to be those teachers and we don't have that. We don't have that anymore. So then the time, you know, the, the time that a normal child would like have is free, we're putting them in environments like structured class type environments to make them understand you know, to try to make them understand that. And it's very, very hard for them. And I think we probably underestimate how hard it is because I knew when I was born and my mum sent me to Grenada with, you know, my grandparents, man. How old were you? I, I, I think as soon as born, about six months or something well, like that. Well, she just handed you over, boom. Yes, there you go. Get away, the gosh. No, 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 no. I no, saw no, that no. in the Reddit uh, article, bro. No, I was, I, was, I, was, I was seriously young. And then and how I'd long come did you back, stay there? And then I'll go. And then so I'll be back and forth, you know, with my grandparents. But it was when I was like, you know, one of the things that stayed in stayed in my head. Because when you're that young, you don't really have memories or all that stuff. Yeah. But one of the things that stayed in my head, and, you know, it's, it's quite funny, it's, it's that I remember, um, and I remember my auntie's, going back to me. So I know it was not like me just dreaming it, but it's like my grandfather would wake me up in the morning. Like, boom, let's go. And I have my little wellies on and my t-shirt and my shorts and me take, take me down and I got to go and feed the cow. I got to go and feed the donkey. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got, got up in the mountains with him like, you know, cut cocoa and, t- you know, my, stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, I remember, you know, I remember things like, you know, like a, cause <laughs> the house was, the, you know, and I remember like, um, there was, um, <laughs> There was a snake. <laughs> there was a snake in the in the back, uh, and I remember my what do you call it? My auntie going, "Let's see that!" And I ran out. I grab. Oh, no, no, no. I think my grandma was holding my back. Oh, okay. And right. my granddad like, "No, no, no, no!" And he just room. He goes, "Stay with me." And I remember him taking the cutlass and like, you know, kill the snake. You know, play man. And I said, they're looking at the snake, just like, and it was still moving, and I'm like. Oh, it's just fascinating, yeah. really fascinating. You know, experiences like, um, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, one time it's like, um, you know, I, I, it's quite funny because, like, you know, people might see this as barbaric now, yeah. But you have to understand this 
this is what life was like a lot of the time and we've kind of sanitized a lot of that yeah. you know and so we don't have these experiences I remember man I, like, I remember like you know having this one chick because we used to go out and it's like used to collect the eggs from the chickens yeah. in the morning and stuff like that and I remember having this this one chicken <laughs> the funny thing is I heard this story told by loads of my friends and stuff like the same kind of experience yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and I remember like you know it's coming out and it's like then <laughs> one day and there's like a, a, a string attached to his foot and it was attached to the thing <laughs> okay just go 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 oh, so, so they were ready to, 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 to butcher it basically or oh, is it dead yeah no they, no, they butchered it it's dinner man so you came in and your brethren was, was killed <laughs> you know it's yeah, funny yeah. I had the same like I, I was going through some pictures and I saw a picture uh, of me as a kid yeah in Algeria with a little lamb yeah and I remember that, you know, it triggers something, yeah? Mm. And I remember my granddad, uh, it was my, my friend for a whole week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they yeah, just yeah, chopped yeah. it up and killed it and yeah, ate it and stuff. Yeah. And I remember the feeling yeah. from it. And then I think at 14, 15 years old, yeah. my dad took me to the farm here in the UK. Yeah. And um, because when, when uh, um, as a Muslim, when you're born, mm. you, you, you have to slaughter a sheep and, yeah. and give out the meat to everyone and stuff, mm. right? But my dad didn't do it for me. Right. Um, so he didn't. So he goes, let, let me do it. For, like you're 14, do it yourself. Yeah. So I was like, what do you mean, do it myself? He goes, you wanted me to. So I had to go in, find yeah. the sheep. Yeah. And then trip it up, do my yeah. first. What's the judo? Uh, <laughs> ha, 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 was, was it hashi? Hashi. hashi. Yeah, that's it. Hashi mata. Tatoshi. Yeah. My first knee on belly. And then I remember holding its mouth. And then it it fought a little bit, and then yeah. it gave up. So yeah. that was two points. But it gave me a, like a sense of um, respect for 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 meat, yeah. and and how it's raised, and 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 obviously the animal mm. gave up its life for you to eat it. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting how we kind of we kind of get how to separated from that. Sometimes you get you get separated, you get sanitized, and it's it's so the the challenge now is you know our children. How do we give them those experiences? So sticking yeah. them in a classroom to learn that you. Could, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard it's extremely hard because they will never ever learn that so it's it's becoming you know your grandchildren and your great grandchildren you know what's going to happen then They're, they'll be so far removed yeah, from yeah. that process so far removed you know somebody who's gone through that experience and talks to me about the you know about the the planet and and you know the ecosystem and stuff like that I have probably a little bit more respect for because they understand that actually, yeah, you know, we do live on a very finite kind of like, you know, balance with regards to things and just kind of like having, you know, respect for your food. Yeah. Respect for your food is very, very important. 100%. You know, 100%. I'm, I'm a, I, honestly, I very rarely do takeaways, like literally very, very rarely. And it'd be like... It'd you be, cook a lot as well, don't you? I cook all the time cook all the time I was gonna what's your like what's your black belt dish that you cook you know my dish current that, my yeah. current black belt dish since since the pandemic has been my risottos yeah oh mate do you know what I'm gonna I've never had risotto in my life mate I'll destroy what is risotto is it rice with yeah, yeah, green sauce rice. or something uh, don't worry about <laughs> it don't worry I'll, I'll cook your risotto mate it's gonna be halal though you remember that huh? it's gonna <laughs> be halal is it don't give me that vegetarian stuff you gotta find some halal meat I know Caribbeans eat a lot of halal meat yeah, because I think because I, I know the way it's because they respect that kind of uh, yeah, but so, but also I, th I think I think it's a subconscious thing with regards to actually you it's it's a culture thing, so it's certain cultures would 
be closer together because of a adversity yeah, and b yeah. because of you know they have similar things Venn similar, diagram of similar uh, yeah. traits similar That's traits right, yeah. um so yeah the caribbean community you know same you know with the muslim community very yeah. kind of like so yeah yeah man it's like yeah get your meat from the source so oh this is another thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> so going on to your kind of um uh your civilian career, yeah? That's my, that's my civilian <laughs> so, career. So 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 I'm interested because I've always seen you as, you know, you're you're at Bellator now and yeah. you're doing your stuff there and you've been teaching jiu-jitsu and all. Yeah. But did you have any civilian jobs? Loads. Outside of fighting. Outside Oh right. So Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Oh, like, my my okay, so so my my skill is uh creative director. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. Art director, graphic designer, yeah. No way. Yeah. It makes sense actually, yeah. Oh, is yeah. That? It just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that jumper makes sense now as well. Anyway, <laughs> this jumper was this just jumper was a lot bigger. Well, the missus free in the wash. Has it shrunk? Has it shrunk? <laughs> it's like it's a nice little baggy jumper. It's like honestly it used to be like about there, it's really nice and print wash on. So create which companies what, so, how did um, you start off in that and then Oh um, okay, so did you go college work, or uni or whatever work, it is? Work wise was no I left left John Lofbrah and um actually I worked for my cousin as uh first of all waiter than a commie chef easy uh, bro. yeah 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 um brendan god bless his son man uh, amazing guy like absolutely amazing but that was my first foray my first job and he just taught me what kind of cuisine was it i was just like he's got me cooking breakfasts and stuff like oh, that, okay. and, da, 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 and what to do which knife means what and da 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 etc and this is fillet knife and just had to do fish right. and stuff like that was it like in a hotel restaurant no or? no it was like this uh Oh, it's like a little small restaurant cafe place okay. in Shepherd's Bush, and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just, and then he, <laughs> he was, um, it's it's quite funny because like um, he was, you know, he's my cousin, but he's more like you know to our family's like you know a brother, like right, you know, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, then you got person's yeah, yeah. that much more yeah, thing, yeah. and like you know, um. Yeah, no, so I, me and him was like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. teach you the bass guitar, because man is a wicked bass guitarist, like amazing <laughs> bass guitarist, you know what I mean? So um, my, my other cousin, his brother, yeah. Alan, get, you know, Brendan kind of introduced him to bass guitar and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh man, I got to learn as well and stuff like that. So it was like, that time I had this kind of real, kind of like yearning for, for knowledge. And... um. So how old were you, like 18 or 17, 18, something like that? Yeah, I think I was 17, 18, yeah. Um, it's been so long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and that's that's actually at the point that I took up martial arts as well. Right, yeah, that's what I was going to get yeah, to as well. Yeah, it's, it's the point where I took up martial arts as well. So I, I um, what did I do after that? So after that, I went and um, my brother... My eldest brother at the time was... How many, how many siblings have you got? Is it you and your brother? That's it. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Two brothers, one sister. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Really My older brother at the time was was working for a company called I think, Interlink. And yeah, and then he got me in there. He goes, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. You got to, um, you know, do some work around. Did you want to do some work and stuff like that? And I goes, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, I was also DJing at the time as well. Man. Done so much, so much stuff. So um, this is all in West London, yeah. Yes, yeah, still in West London. DJ at the time as well, and you know, going out and stuff and blah blah blah. And I remember, you know, used to work in warehouses, and then, um, but I was always like 
designing stuff, drawing stuff and that. And, and then, uh, yeah, then yeah, forklift driver and I kind of worked my way through and started, you know, started driving from... Forklift driver? Yeah, mate. Dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he opens his mouth, it's a new job. But <laughs> 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 it's all, all, all in the, all in the, you know, all in the Is the there a reason why you did that? Is, there, is it because you're trying to look for... So you, you, were, you, were you financing was, something else or it was, was it kind of it like... Was, it, was more, it was more money and it, it allowed me more freedom. Yeah, okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. and, and yeah, you know, it's like... Yeah. So that wasn't your, obviously your, your passion wasn't to be a forklift. You're, you're funding no. your passion. You're kind of doing other things. I don't think it's funding my passion. I think it was just, I was in search of something. Right. Okay. And that's what it yeah. That's what it was. You know, it's like, I think when, when people go, oh yeah, blah, 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 you know, I just funding my passion. It's like, nah, <laughs> mate, you're just, you know, you're just. Taking every day as it comes. Taking every it? day as it yeah. comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, there's things that you like, but you haven't found the thing that actually makes you, you. Yeah. And I think a lot of that process in between, I think sometimes we, sh- we, push down that oh you got to be this you got to do that to the to kids and stuff like that when actually it's kind of like you know we, you, you know like when you're pushing something in a tube and it just pops out the yeah, other side yeah. and it's just what you're doing you know really they need to find that thing that actually they've never experienced it's like the more things that you try is the more chance you find something that you like you know what I mean? But if you don't have those opportunities to try that stuff, then you never, you never would know. So I didn't know whether my interest in graphic design and branding and stuff like that, where it would take me. I just knew I like things. I like things that look like that. And I like, you know, the designs of stuff on, on packaging and how I was interested in how things were packaged and made and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was just my, I just like that stuff. That's all, that's all I knew. Um, I didn't have feel a, like, a formal kind Sorry, of education as to, how it worked and how it happened, but I knew I liked it and I, I knew I read quite a bit and find out, you know, who did what and stuff like that. So, yeah. I was going to ask you, sorry to cut you up, but I was going to say, do you feel like sometimes, um, especially if you grew up in the inner city, mm. you're told that um, you have to know, like for example, mm. there's this kind of mentality of, oh, you need to, what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. So then you plan out your, and, and it's, it's, it's almost made, it's, you're almost kind of made to choose very early on mm. to fit in a, in a, in a, in a, I guess like a, like, what do you call it? Like a, like a jigsaw of what yeah, the yeah. government, not the government, what society went. Mm. So for example, if you want to be a postman, okay, that's your, you're a postman now. Yeah. Or you remember back in the day you had these yeah. lifelong kind of working the council yeah. that was peddled to us at school, innit? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's, it's a, was it a job for life and all that? Mm-hmm nonsense mm-hmm. and um i was just i was just saying to my kids the other day is like like we always like don't think about jobs that's not what you should be thinking about when you're 13 years old you should be yeah. thinking should be acquiring knowledge and learning about the world you live in mm. and then like what you said explore and yeah. find out what you want to do now when we were going to school, I know for, mm. for me, it's always like, oh, if you don't get your GCSEs, mm. you're not going to get uh, into college and then mm. you're not going to get, you know, you, you, to get a good job. I'm, mm. I'm, but then I was thinking to myself, what do, what do those people that give people jobs, what do they tell, what do they say to them? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. What, 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 yeah. Was their, what are their teachers telling them? Are yeah. they telling them yeah. to, you know, they're, they're teaching them about, you know, Shakespeare and mm-hmm. going to the Globe or watching plays or yeah. doing experiments and, mm. and the joy of learning and it really... But for us, it's kind of like you have to find something so you can fit in a, I guess, in a place in mm. society where you're where you're defined, isn't it? So it's kind of like what you said there. You kind of how did you how did you get to that kind of mentality where you're like, you know what, I'm gonna 
Was it your parents? Was it people around you? Was it kind no, of? No, I think I think it was more. It was more um, chance by anything. And I think you know, just just harking back to what you're saying there, I think um, I think a lot of the time when when we're told by adults or or you know that you know job for life or find this or find that, I think it's it's also built out of fear as well. Fear, yeah. So you know, it's it's just with your kids, you know, when they say, "Oh, I want to be." A, you know, postman or whatever, and you try to explain to them actually, you know, that's not how it works. You, even then, a 13 year old kid isn't even going to understand that. So, us as parents, is that how do we get that knowledge across to kids where they're able to take the knowledge, but not kind of be lazy, but be hardworking at the same time? Yeah. And, I, I, I realize that it's actually, it's a near enough impossible task because it's about links. 100%. Yeah. Life's about links. Nothing else. Like literally, life is about not what you know. It's about who you know. Yeah. And as soon as you bump into that person and they give you that knowledge, then you got that knowledge. It's not about, yeah. you know, the knowledge itself. Yeah. It's about, you networking also being being an open book your glass is empty oh yeah when you meet that person you can't know everything no do you know no, what I'm absolutely. saying so you have to your glass has to be empty for you to take on that information it, Dan in a sentence said don't underestimate anybody because they always know something that you don't know exactly this you have it. to live and die yeah, by yeah, that yeah, like 100%. literally live and die by that so I realised that really early on that the more people you know the more opportunities you get mm. um, I didn't realise that early enough and probably it's a good thing because I wouldn't be on this path now. Yeah, but course. I realize that, you know, you make your, you know, you, you make your way or, you know, cause like, for instance, it's like, if I was to listen to, so my mum's generation and my grandparents' generation, I would have never taken up martial arts. It, you know, it'd be like, Oh, it is the devil's thing. The devil's thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but me understanding what they're saying is, oh. is that actually they, they were not experienced to that. So it's, it, it, you know, it's born out of fear. So it's the same thing. Like it's, it's education is exactly the same. I see education the same way. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you don't do that, this is going to happen, you know, and yeah, we exactly, that. but we yeah. also, you know, subconsciously, we also punish our kids in the same way. It's like, if you don't eat your dinner, this is going to happen. <laughs> but we never say, we've got to take out the word if and put in when it's like, okay, when you eat your dinner, you're going to get to do this. And it absolutely changes the narrative and it changes the whole, it changes everything, you know? So that and, and links and stuff like that and understand it's really, really, really important. What was your earliest martial arts memory? My earliest martial arts yeah, memory? Like, uh, it doesn't have to be a class, yeah? It's Bruce Lee, man. It's Bruce Lee. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a stupid What question. was the first film? Okay, what was the first, <laughs> sorry, bro. What was the first Bruce Lee film, uh, first film that, or first time you ever saw Bruce Lee on screen or? I don't know when the first time I ever saw Bruce Lee, but I remember the Was it Game first, of Death? Um, so, yeah, it was Game of Death, yeah. So you watched Bruce Lee. Well, how old were you? He's going to give up give up your age, man. No, I, but I, I seriously don't know. Right. I seriously don't know. I, you, no, what, I seriously don't know. Was it pre-teens? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, pre-teens. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, what, what yeah, happened yeah, after? Yeah, you saw yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. And then, saw Bruce Lee, um, blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember how I got. So my first... 
Oh, sorry. I used to have a really good mate, uh, my my uh, junior junior Smith and stuff like that. He got me into like Wing Chun and I knew and it. Stuff. Are you gonna yeah, say yeah, Wing yeah, Chun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, he got me to Wing Chun and stuff. And how long did you do that for? Um, Lord knows, just on and off for a bit, and then I, I did. Uh, uh, yeah. So you wore the black silk thing with the sash and everything. No, not at that time. Okay. Not at that time. So like. And he used to train, he did some training with uh, Derek Jones, who was in Shepherd's Bush. And uh, another person, man, he died too, died too young. Um, I think he died 90, was it 93? Age of 31 or something like that. Wow, what happened? Um, I, think it was a, I think it was a bike accident or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he was one of those individuals also who's just like very open-minded about martial arts and stuff like that, even though he did Wing Chun, yeah. you know what I mean? Because at the time, you know, um, you know, Wing Chun practitioners, the, the, the thing wasn't, they wasn't open to doing other martial arts yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Because now, now you're becoming street certified now, yeah? Street certified. <laughs> um, my experience of Wing Chun took two, two, um, uh, two paths. Okay, the first path is me with my, you know, this guy, junior. He will be forever, you know, like the the person that lit that you. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because again, I was telling you earlier about my my first for knowledge. You know, um, I so I was lapping up everything, you know, and um, but he, so yeah, so at that time we all trained together and stuff like that. Find out about you know. My other martial arts and blah blah blah. Um, I used to go, um, unbeknownst to anybody else, and go into like old bookshops and just go and pick up every single martial art book that I knew uh, from judo, hapkido. Um, what's the what's the other one? There's oh, there's another Korean one, a makeyappy one of the stuff. Um, traditional jujitsu. Um, uh, you name it. Wing, Wing Chun was, they didn't have many Wing Chun books in the old bookshops. So you had to go to, um, what's it, what's it called? It's in Chinatown. Oh, I forgot the place it's called now. Is it still there? I don't Probably. know. I don't know, actually. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know what's funny? Every person arts. I've asked this question, uh, it goes back to a bookshop. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but if I said to yourself, you, yes, I went on Google. Exactly, that's like what that. I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. He'd <laughs> be like, you liar. Yeah. <laughs> or like a martial arts shop, or there's that yeah. one guy that's put you onto it. Or... Yeah, no, no, no. It's all it's always that trigger. So yeah. I used to collect like loads of books and stuff like that, and then bring them back home and just like read and go through them and, and discover new stuff. And um, I remember um, getting that Bruce Lee's book, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, and da da da, and all this whole series of stuff, and you know, so yeah, it's just books, 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 and then um, I, um, I don't know how. Actually, I think I just researched it because I think I got a book on uh, Thai boxing, and I rang up um, a gym called Cobra Gym in Victoria. I um, like it already, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dang, 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 dang. Um, and it was, it's, uh, it was Tim Isley and Vince Jauncey down there. And that's when I started to do, uh, like, they did kickboxing down there. So not and, Muay Thai, it was uh, more kickboxing. Yeah, more kickboxing and stuff like that. So you were DJing, driving a forklift oh, and doing kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wing Chun. <laughs> and Wing Chun, um, yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so then I, I was doing that 
on and off and stuff like that. And then I went and um, found another guy who used to teach Wing Chun up in Houston. So, I th- and I think I had that balance that I, you know, and this is the kind of like the second phase of the whole Wing Chun experience. Yeah. In that, then it, I was at a phase of questioning stuff mm. and searching for stuff and questioning stuff and doing kickboxing at the same time sporadically and realizing that, ooh, these guys don't like getting punched in the face. Mm. Getting punched in the face really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think getting punched in the face and defending getting punched in the face like that is as good as that getting punched in the face. And, you know, and then we did sparring in Wing Chun and I will do some. Yeah, what's sparring like in Wing Chun? It was, it was kind of, you know, there, you know, in this particular club, I yeah. wouldn't, you know, other clubs might do it different. I, yeah. I don't know because yeah, yeah. I haven't been there. This particular club, it was like, you know, if everybody's doing the same thing, if everybody's doing right, capoeira, if everyone's yeah. doing judo, everyone's doing a, then, you know, you are going to in some way subconsciously fall into that category of stuff and be very predictable in what you're doing. It's it's just, it's just human nature. Yeah. You know, um, if you're speaking to somebody on the same subject and you guys grew up in the same hood and you guys, you know, started the same way and blah, 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 blah. If I had an opinion of something nine times out of 10, you'll have the same opinion right. too. Yeah. If I grew up somewhere different, then we're having, we're having a, a discussion. Yeah. Or an argument, yeah, it's simple yeah. as it's, and I think martial arts is exactly the same way. So if you, if two Wing Chun people are are sparring in a way against each other, then it's less of a spar and more of a dance. And the thing that happened was that we were sparring, and I just low kicked the guy, and I was like, Wah! and like, you can't do that. And I went, it's a fight, bro. <laughs> no, no, but it wasn't even that. It was that. Was it? Was it I wanted you, to see what was going to oh, happen. Oh, so you done it on purpose? That's bad, man. <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to see what was happening because, like, you know, yeah, you know, he's bigger than me and stuff like that, pushing me back and blah blah blah. Okay, okay. If I step, just boom, push his shoulder, go boom, low kick him. Let's see what happens. And he's like, oh, he wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, oh, and so it's like, oh, you can't do that. Okay, but, but you know, this is how we're going to, uh, let's problem solve then. Yeah. Okay, if this happens, then how are we going to problem solve? And I think it reached that point where that it just wasn't, it wasn't, what do you call it? It just, Disillusion they, couldn't prob- yeah. they couldn't problem solve enough. And it wasn't the fact that, um, it wasn't the fact that they weren't good enough to problem solve. It was the fact that they didn't put themselves in a position to enable them to problem solve. Yeah, you know, if they were, were open-minded to... enough to, yeah. So, so Wing Chun oh, no, actually, shoot... no, I don't say open-minded enough. I'd say they haven't, ex- they didn't have the experience to enable that mechanism, that problem-solving mechanism to to take root. Also, a lot of the a lot of the uh, instructors, the, the the coaches or the mm. professors, whatever you want to call them, mm. they didn't want you to train somewhere else. If they yeah, find yeah, out, yeah, 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 they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, um, yeah. you've backstabbed. They're, they're oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, How dare yeah. you get out of my gym? But, but in, any, in anything. So like yeah. not even go to another Wing Chun club or yeah. Jiu-Jitsu or Judo or stuff like that. You know what I mean? They just didn't, they didn't, they didn't want, want that at all. Um, so then um, I, I met another guy who actually, who was um, um, teaching in, in uh, traditional Jiu-Jitsu. With the robes? Huh? Was it with the robes? You know those that's long... Like, that's Aikido. Oh, no. 
So what do they wear in traditional jiu-jitsu? Just standard kimono? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I really wanted to do it. I remember there was one in um, Stoke Newton. Mm. I walked in, they were wearing those robes. I was like, nah, bruv. <laughs> I can't be wearing those robes, man. They look impractical to me. Like, I was like, if someone grabs it. Oh, no, no, don't you wear robes. Too. Yeah, but you're not fighting them. You have to, you have to tuck them in, bruv. Yeah, 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 but if a man comes to you, you're wearing your robe. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, wait, yeah, let me that. just tuck it in, bruv. Or like Bengali, you guys yeah, do. You go. You're tight. Yeah, 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 there you yeah, go. That's the one. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but so, look, he's wearing a robe, bruv. So that's, um, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's ceremonial, isn't it? Robert Clark. Okay. Um, I, think he, I think he's dead now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. So they're, yeah, here they go. So they're, what do you call it? They're, um, they're headquarters. Would you call it grappling, bro? Huh? Is it a grappling? Is it more like... Listen, the, the one thing, and I, I, a lot of people are probably going to stone me for this, <laughs> but traditional jiu-jitsu lot, okay, um, uh, do a better job of self-defense than Brazilian jiu-jitsu Okay, does. interesting. By miles. By miles, and and I, lo- I know a lot of people um, slag off what do you call it the Gracie Academy for what they're doing. I think they're doing good. They're innovating. Yeah, they're, you know what I mean. They are thinking like really thinking about it. Yeah, and really innovating it. And uh, you know, and I think more people should be doing what they're doing as a separate, you know, an art like a, a separate kind yeah, of yeah, so, yeah, as a separate program. Yeah, but I think more people should be doing what they're doing because there is the place for it. So, what's the difference between traditional jiu-jitsu mm. and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, um, what do you call it? Roots comes from uh, Kodokan Judo. So it's it's more Judo-based. Yeah. It literally is. Um, where the traditional Jiu-Jitsu that we've got like in Europe and in the UK and stuff like that comes from more of, um, you know, uh, weapons-based, form-based, stuff like that. They, they train Self-defense at, like, at police academies in Japan, right? Uh? Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, yeah, I know they used so, to yeah. that and Shotokan yeah, yeah, Karai. Yeah, yeah, that was the. Yeah. I think judo as well. Was one so it, it's it's. I think for me it was a good learning thing. You know, it's like really I learned, I learned a lot about um, about how to how to uh, how to teach. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, structure a proper yeah. structure yeah uh, because doing Wing Chun and doing kickboxing there isn't that syllabus type of structure yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how you know one thing has a direct correlation to another all depending on how you learn it you know if you learn you know if you learn an arm ball badly or in a certain specific way you can't really do an Ullman plat off it off your back right. you know what I mean it's, it's simple you know I'm sort of bringing it back to jiu-jitsu terms yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can't do a triangle properly because it's, the initial setup doesn't allow you to do that right. so it's, it's things like that that I learned very earlier on with it which I and kind of do have triangles and arm bars in jiu-jitsu yeah, 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 yeah. oh okay right right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so there's ground fighting and then there's an element of yeah it's it's kind of like hand to hand kind of yeah, stuff yeah when I first when I, when, I, when I did it I didn't have the thing to compare it to as such because oh, yeah. you went straight from striking to jiu-jitsu yeah, kind of thing, right? yeah 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 and I think then I went to the Budokai and was doing judo on and off as well um, so it was all kind of all kind all of at the same time all, yeah all kind right. of coming together you know go ahead do this go ahead do that da, 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 da. Um, I was doing a what do you call it um, I think it, no it was that was when I was about 23, 24, I started doing like stick fighting and stuff like that as well. Um, 
Bruv, what, what, were, you, were you getting attacked regularly on the street or something? Well, <laughs> what's going on? Were you going to like underground fight clubs? Or? No, man. Every, every single time I had to go to a party in East London, <laughs> I had to make sure. <laughs> and Hackney around your heads, I had yeah, to make sure that people I was People right. up, man. No, that's, that's right. See, there you go. I was like, give me your weapon. Exactly. There you go, man. Did you ever study nunchucks and stuff like that? Oh, did you ever go? Did, did, uh, see, this is what... You know, you, you know, did you register? Did no, you no, go register your hands? Stupid <laughs> questions. Stupid questions. You're running a podcast, you can't ask stupid questions. You know what I mean? Who's your influence? Bruce Lee, obviously. Did he have a pair of nunchucks? Duh. Did you start? By the way, by the way, yeah. Because I used to, st- I, I used to mess around with nunchucks, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, everyone does. Did you get the foam ones first and then go to the oak? No, ones? you went straight mistake. to the oak. Yeah, straight to the oak. Yeah. Did you used to make yours out of broomstick as well? Yeah, broomstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they always come off as well. Yeah, they always, always come off. They always come off. It's like go to oh, I can't remember the DIY place and used to have the little hook. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. everyone with the nunchucks. Yeah, of course. I got smashed up, man, so yeah, many course, times. And it, you know when you, when you do this, yeah, 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 here, yeah, and yeah, you have to hold it like that, yeah. right, remember? And then you, and that that was the first thing. You hold it, and then you was it? You kind of go like that, and then like that, and then like that. I wonder, if, I wonder if anybody's actually sued sued the Bruce Lee estate for for damages. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting like, hit in the face and Dude, just uh, yeah. and that gonna... noise it makes yeah. <laughs> so I cut you up man so, no. you, so you judo budokai yeah. and then you were learning jiu-jitsu at the same time jiu-jitsu sorry and then you're doing kickboxing and did you give up Wing Chun or you just you thought you know what let me just yeah that's that's the point in time I just I like, thought you know, I can't I got yeah, yeah. Yeah. because it was like you know um yeah, just, just doing stick fighting and stuff like that, and the, yeah, the screaming and stuff, which was great. Um, so it's mad. You, you were being prepared for for MMA, right? This was this was like what was happening in MMA at the time when you were studying all this stuff. It was um, we heard, you know, we heard the rumblings of BJJ, like literally right. always. So it was you know, UFC one. They were in the magazine. Gracie. That was yeah. UFC one ninety three. Yeah. So you know, you have to remember back then. It's like. Oh, Back in the old days, yeah. Um, yeah. So when when uh, you know our first looks at UFC was on VHS tape, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, before DVDs, and it would take time yeah. to get to us as well. Oh, it took time, man. It took time, like, unless you got a friend that came from, it. and then you have to get yeah. the different video. Remember the different because uh, yeah, American yeah. videos yeah, were yeah, playing yeah, in the yeah, UK yeah, ones. Yeah, remember, yeah, that's right. And then right, you had right, to go right. find Powell. a friend, yeah, Powell, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. or buy it from Argos yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so this this is actually and so this is where. This is where the, 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 you, so you remember, uh, Amir's father when I gave him. Buddha. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. you have to understand, this is where it all links in. Uh, when I was training traditional jiu-jitsu and stuff like that in Kensington Sports Center. Oh, that's when, uh. That's when I met the wrestling lot. Okay, pause there for a sec, Jude, yeah. yeah? Because <laughs> if you listen to Amir's podcast, uh, Amir's one, mm. this is where. They've crossed. So you were you were there at the same time Amir was there, I guess. Yeah, so we used to do jiu-jitsu. That's nuts, man. We used to do jiu-jitsu before they did wrestling. Right. Or, no, or was it the other way around? I can't remember. No, they used to do wrestling before. So you would have passed. Did you meet Amir at the time? Or I didn't. Well, no, because I would have. say hello to, to those guys. To, to, always. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Always, always, always. I'll call Interesting, man. I'll call. And who's teaching jiu-jitsu there? Is it Mauricio? No, 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 no. No, this isn't Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's oh, traditional jiu-jitsu. Traditional this jiu-jitsu. Lloyd, Lloyd used to teach. Yeah. Oh, yes. this is yes. pre-jiu-jitsu. This is pre, pre-BJJ. Pre-BJJ, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So we're looking at 20 years? 20 something years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So, did you remember his dad? What it was like? 
I remember the faces. I don't remember yeah. him distinctively, but I remember who was senior and who was not. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, that was, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, just to, for you guys to yeah. understand as well, that Jude awarded uh, Amir's father uh, a blue belt. Yeah, it should, should have been black belt. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously. I'm just like, yeah, right, it was like, like, but like, it was, it was, wow. but even for his dad to train jujitsu, starting, mm. how he was about when uh, late seven, uh, well, he's 75, I think, 74 at the moment. And he was he started training with us like you know, six seven years ago. Yeah. So like it, it's he he just he's loved it because yeah. obviously he's getting on in age and he, and he can do jiu-jitsu. and you can he, yeah. he just loved it's it. Good. And um, good. What's, what cracks me up about him is um he's only he's only tiny yeah, yeah? and what he'll do he pick up one of the kids in there like are oh, you come over here <laughs> how do you do this too. <laughs> All right, so you're you're a, you're a Budokai doing jiu-jitsu. Yes, I'm. I'm a, but so no, no, I'm at the Kensington Sports Centre. Sorry, traditional jiu-jitsu. Yeah, um, doing a little bit of screaming there, and then I met Pat um, Pat O'Malley. Yeah, um, he used to do um, what's it? Oh, I forgot his organisation was called. Oh, Rapid Arness, and um, what's that? Is that martial art? Yeah, no, it's stick fighting. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and I remember I find that really cool, man. Stick <sighs> fighting is so the, one to stick day. or to this day. To this day, we did um, we did the European Championships with them in Balamina in Northern Ireland. Yeah. To this day, it is the most gas-intensive thing I've ever, Serious. ever, ever done. Ever done. So is it... So what does a stick-fighting tournament look like, man? It just looks like just... So basically... Was it like a curved uh, thing? No, like no, a no, no, no. So you got... You got, got I mean, the, the, the... You know, kickboxer... The, oh, no, mate. It's just mats. Just <laughs> mats. mats. Just mats. And you've got... Um, you, I can't remember the size of them. About that big. Sticks. Is it two sticks? Yeah. yeah. You can do double or single. Yeah. That's in... That's... Um, yeah, what's they, his name? They're in just in Santa. Santa. Yeah, yeah mate. Santa. Legend. Proper legend, bro. Yeah. Look at that, man. But then you got like you got the armor and all that stuff. Oh, so you you wear? Oh yeah, yeah, because of otherwise. And you got yeah, and you just. <laughs> bah, 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 That's sick. And I remember my lungs were on fire, wow. like literally on fire. Why do you think? You know? Why do you think these martial arts are not as popular, man? Um, it's it's about interest. It's about marketing. It's about you know it's and I also think it's it's about um we we have a society now that just likes instant. Mm. you know um, and so don't take the time to learn so it's, it's even you know if you look at the shape of, of even MMA whereas you know if you looked at like the champions you know 10, 15, 10 years ago, mm. you know, they all came from a different martial arts background that trained in that one thing for such a long time yeah, and true. then just moved over and so it's kind of a less and less now you know where you got guys at the top end who you know, they studied one particular thing and they became really good at one particular thing and then everything else because it's your learning patterns. That's how, you know, you, you how you learn your first martial art is basically how you're going to learn any other martial art, mm. how you learn and then how you're going to learn things in life. It's just basically, you're just going to put dots to dots together and you're going to set, you're going to, you know, those, those patterns already laid down. So, you know, if like, you know, like the other day, Amir was showing something in about partay and stuff like that and about, you know, how to lift a person, how to get oh, the back were, and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I was like, oh, because it's interesting. And my first thing is just related it back to jiu-jitsu. Of course, yeah. It's like simple. I started jiu-jitsu and it was jiu-jitsu from then on. Um, so you just gave up everything else? 
not gave not up, but really, kind of it just kind of tailed off. Everything else like like petered out, right? Okay, yeah, right, like right. slowly, slowly but surely. Because um, you did MMA as well. I didn't realize you, yeah, you fought, fought in a cage. Yeah, yeah, fought in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro, you're oh, unbeaten, no, 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 fam. I'm undefeated, brother. Undefeated, <laughs> my guy. Are you mad? <laughs> nah, jujitsu, jujitsu was good. I, I remember, like, um, you know, and again, one of the people that actually really kind of like um, for me, um, really kind of like made a. Um, impact with regards to my martial arts it was uh, a good friend of mine called John Donnelly an Irish, Irish guy you know he's like oh come let's do this let's, let's, let's go train here da, 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 da. and um, that time around that time you know just like the late 90s was very funny we used to John found out about Mauricio mm. we used to travel to Birmingham I said whenever somebody says oh it's too far to come and train <laughs> I was used to you know me and John just jump on a train go to Birmingham you know two hours on a Saturday train with Mauricio come back because trains weren't quick then. Yeah, Still ain't yeah. quick, you know what I mean? But it's like... So you uh, train once a week? Yeah, I think we train once and twice. And then Mauricio, John had a conversation with Mauricio, brought Mauricio down to London. Talk yeah, to me about your first jiu-jitsu class, man. Because obviously you've been training... What was it like? Was it like... was your first jiu-jitsu class. You don't remember it? Nah, I remember... But do you remember like... Uh, because obviously... You've had you've done judo. Yeah, so you so have some, it's not it wasn't alien to you. So when it you wasn't, went, yeah, the, the, right. it just wasn't it just wasn't alien to me at all. Okay, um, okay. And plus, plus because of what do you call it, traditional judo as well. Right. So it wasn't really alien. So it was almost like a perfect marriage. Okay. You know? If anybody was asking me, like you know, oh, I do traditional jiu-jitsu, What's the best thing to do? Just like go and do jujitsu. Right. Okay. Know? Because it's kind of like it's the ground stuff from traditional jiu-jitsu is just very bad. But right. what kind of ground stuff did it do? Just same like, bars, triangles, okay, right. sweeps, off the back uh, as well. Was it off more... the back? Yeah, okay, exactly the same. But it's just like done in a very different way. I remember actually when I went to Brazil in two thousand and one, and I remember actually it was me, John, and it was Carlinas was in Gracie Baja, and he was talking to us about. Um, it's very hard to get time with that man at that time. It was quite funny, but I do appreciate the conversation. And he's talking to us about how jiu-jitsu has changed yeah. and about how they used to do the armbar back in the day. And I just, uh, for me, I went, boom, that was it. That was it. It was like a position that he did. He goes, oh, we used to go like belly down kind of position, the foot behind the head. And I just went, that's exactly how I learned it in traditional jiu-jitsu. We go, no, oh. we do it this way. And it was just like, oh, mate, boom. They, I was just like, ah, the light bulbs just went off in my head. It was just like, yeah, what was the light course. bulb? What was the light bulb? Because yeah. things change over time and it improves. And but then traditional you get, so, jiu-jitsu was stuck in that It was that stuck in that time oh, zone. See, but yeah. BJJ just went, boop, 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 boop. And it's still changing as well. It's, it's still, still kind of evolving. And it's still changing. And, yeah, yeah. You know, for, for me, out of all martial arts I've ever done, it is the most, the quickest evolving martial art mm. ever. Like literally, just doesn't get stuck in. Why do you think that is? Long. Why do you think that because that's that's was it because of MMA or was it was it because of the founders? No, and how I think you have a beautiful synergy in between um, uh, a very um, a sport that has so much um, opportunities for technique. Hmm. And it's so really cool at the same time and enjoyable to do. It's just a beautiful marriage. So you've got a sport that has everything like stand-up judo has, yeah. that has what wrestling has, that hey, has hey, hey. every single thing that, you know what I mean? That every every single thing that any any submission grappling that you can true, ever, yeah. ever, you know, developed by mankind has. Put that with people that just are geeks and just love yeah. it. 
It's like, mate, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, do you think it's because, do you think the Brazilian culture, uh, because it started in Brazil, I say start. It was it was involved in Brazil. The culture had a lot of effect on it because it was very laid back. The and culture had a hell of a lot to do yeah. with it, and I think just the way you know the the Luta Livre and the fighting and stuff like that, and the, and the history, um, you know, with regards to the fighting and jiu-jitsu and, and how it was marketed and how Horian Gracie was just like just just ahead of his time with regards mm. to actually how to how to how to market a, a sport, a niche sport, yeah, and turn it into, you know. And just, you know, make people just believe it is what it is and just make it as a proving ground, you know what I mean? And absolutely just like not listen to the naysayers, but just totally just like pig-headedly just gone ahead and just done it and and made it what it is. And then how everybody else has kind of benefited off it and how it made loads of different streams, you know? Do you reckon we'll ever have jiu-jitsu in the Olympics? Nah. Why do you say no. that? Because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as it currently is, it's just it's just too much of a new sport. Mm. You know, it's just it's not. You can't market it to the to the masses. You can't. Um, and but how comes because judo and jiu-jitsu are kind of, I would say, and it's too similar. It's too similar. And it's too similar. Oh, and yeah, and that you makes know, sense. just you know, politics-wise, if you know, if I'm the head of judo. And you know, judo is getting stalemate, and people are going, "Oh, but Brazilian jiu-jitsu are doing this. All I do is I just change the rules of judo to suit." You know, and that's going to add ground fighting. That's like, an yeah. instant blocker. Yeah, it's an instant are, yeah. blocker. You yeah. know, so I think what will happen to jiu-jitsu? I think this. I think you know, now at the moment, it's you know, jiu-jitsu has been like feeding off all these other arts, and yeah. it's become its own art on its own. I think it's going to start to splinter off into different streams. And I think it'll have, it's going to now to have effect on other martial arts mm. a little bit more as it had on MMA. But I think just very slowly and surreptitiously, you know. Um, and so you've got guys that are specifically good at specific types of things, you know what I mean? Whether it be leg locks or whatever, and then you've got guys yeah, exactly. that, you know. So yeah. certain rules will suit certain people. And the rule, the rule changes and the rules absolutely, you know, they do you know, it's an obvious thing. It's almost as obvious as your Bruce Lee question, <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it um, determines a lot of the outcomes of some of these matches. Right, yeah. If certain rules weren't in place, then some guys will be losing. Like the point uh, system and all yeah, this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And time limits and all yeah, that type of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely, absolutely. Because that yeah. determines how you approach. How you approach it, yeah. If it's a 20 minute, non-stop yeah. kind of like remember Metamoris the way yeah. they were doing it yeah 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 that's yeah, a yeah. completely different you train differently for you that you train differently yeah. you train and then differently. you've got your Eddie Bravo which is uh, EBI rules yeah and then you yeah. train different for that then you've got yeah. combat jiu-jitsu now yeah 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 yeah. with his hand slaps getting and stuff pimp slapped like yeah <laughs> I know I know it, I, kinda, I kinda enjoy watching that you know I'm not gonna lie I mean <laughs> it's I, I, brutal I, though it's, I, I, I don't know I'm, I'm just like well, will it ever catch on that's the thing no because you don't uh, why are you Charlie Murphy said you don't slap a man you don't slap a man <laughs> don't slap a man but it's, it's like my, my thing is like why listen I understand listen if, if there's the market for people to do it yeah. people love doing it fair enough mate I, I'm, I'm not going to judge you on anything for me personally I was like mm, might as well go fight MMA bro. MMA exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah, I was like right. well, stick on a pair of glasses go just yeah. fight um, I don't slap <laughs> I don't slap, be slapping people it's like no no I hate you it's like pan, was it Pancreas that used to do that open yeah 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah, Lee yeah. Like, uh, what's his name uh, yeah. Bas Rutten Bas Rutten but he'll kick your ass yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean 
yeah, yeah, it's totally, yeah, it's very different. But hey, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. So yeah, so no, with regards to MMA is, is I always, um, always train different stuff. And um, so always done, you know. You're already a black belt when you fought MMA. Yeah, right? I got my black belt in 2005. What advice would you give to white belts? And how to get the most out of training? We're going to end on this one. And then we've got a couple of videos to show you. I want you to comment on them. Um, um, advice to white belts? Yeah, so for example... Just, just turn up. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. it, it, it is as simple as that. It's just turn up. There is no, there is no, you know, it's it's like it's like saying to me, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, if you're... If you're sitting in a car, how do you get down the road? <laughs> sit in the car. Well, <laughs> then put your foot down. Eventually, you get there. Yeah. But if you're not, if you're not in the car in the first place, then then what do you yeah. call it? What are you gonna do? You can't. Honestly, it's just turn up because you know it's the 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 one big the one really cool thing that driving thing that kept me, and I know it kept a lot of other people as well in jiu-jitsu and in the other martial arts that they yeah. did, is the fact of not being that class and missing shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh no, I can't believe, you know, that feeling is so horrible. Yeah. It's, oh, it's like, oh I think no, the kids call on. it FOMO. Oh, Fear mate. of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not, it's not like the fear of missing out. It's, it's the, it's the fear of like, you've not learned something yeah. that could have been so beneficial. So yeah, the biggest advice I give to a white belt is just just turn up week in week yeah. out. You know what I mean? Dude, Consistency. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a process. It's a never ending process. That if you know if you can't turn up two three times a week, turn up once a week. Mm. It's, it doesn't matter. Just turn up, but don't miss like three months or stuff like that, and think that you can come back and try to use strength on a guy that's been that was your mate that has been training every single day for the yeah. last three months because okay. eventually he's going to whoop you yeah. eventually he's going to be get his blue belt you'll still be at white belt yeah. and then you get an even worse whooping and then you become restaurant for that your mate you know oh. I mean? that's right because that's what happens yeah. you know what I mean that's what happens when you don't turn up and then you're going to feel oh man I'm not improving because you're comparing yourself to somebody that's been there all the time yeah. but he started at the same time as you but he but started at the same yeah, time yeah, as exactly. you but he's been going and going and going and going and going and you haven't and then you go oh man I'm so shit no, no, no. no you're not it's just that you haven't turned up or put in the same amount of effort it's really isn't rocket science you know um, uh, we get a lot of uh, young people coming to the gym to train and stuff yeah mm. so and I think one thing that I've I've noticed and um is that there's this privileged kind of mentality. Mm. What I mean by this is, um, like you said, you used to go to Birmingham and train. Yeah. Right? You used to catch a train two hours, you go to yeah. Birmingham. Um, I remember when I was younger, again, we'd have to find clubs mm. somehow. Someone would tell you about it. It's not as if there's a, I mean, you probably have to go to the loot or yellow pages, whatever yeah. it is, right? And, and, and look it up. But I'd get, I get, for example, oh, can I have, can I have a discount? Or can I, can yeah. I, um, I can't, I can't come every week. I can only come. Mm. And then like, for me, it's, we, that, and it's more and more now. And I think yeah. parents mm. as well, uh, we have this struggle with them, which yeah. is, it's not scouts. It's martial arts. Yeah, is not like you're going yeah. to do scouts, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you do it once a week. It's like yeah. a part, like a yeah. just, recreational. Get, I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, but it's it's the fault of this country. So, for instance, yeah. it's like the way jiu-jitsu is structured and, and stru structured and built. Yeah, it's like gym memberships. 
Yes. Okay? So this country has never seen martial arts as the same thing. This yeah. country has always viewed martial arts as a three quid in the church hall thing. Yes. And that yes. mentality has not changed. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually the last however year since Jiu-Jitsu has come on board, it's been a huge re-education. Yeah. But, you know, and that's one of the massive positives of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. You know, it's been a massive re-education. It's a gym membership. Yeah. You know, and it treats it as a gym membership. Yeah. However, martial arts in this country has always been viewed as a, hey, you know what I mean? Three quid church yeah. hall couple of mats pass on the, the floor pass the time yeah. so my kids can do something oh, well. yeah, and yeah. it's continually th- thought of that way but you've still got martial arts like taekwondo and stuff like that being still being taught that way that way yep okay so even in even like if you take into consideration like after school clubs they're still being taught that way. Mm. So that mentality is being enforced all the time. So for instance, my kid's school, they got Taekwondo. It's an after school thing. So you pay three quid for it. It's like, why is it, why isn't, why isn't he charging me for the year? Yeah. Why is he saying, listen, this is the membership thing. Da, 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 da. It can come after school, but then once a month, we take him to the main gym, stuff like Why isn't it being taught that mm, way? That's such a good idea, actually. You know? yeah, but so it's, it's continuously, yeah. that that gets reinforced and it gets reinforced from a very early age and it gets reinforced to the parents and it gets reinforced to the kids. So then when you reach something like jiu-jitsu or whatever, it's like, oh, oh, why am I paying for this when I used to pay taekwondo in school yeah, for three quid yeah. in a church hall? You know, so that has to change. Yeah. That can't, that's an institutional thing that has to change. That's not like one martial art can change that. And also, it's about value. If you take it for a purely business kind of, if you just look at a business, for example, mm. yeah, whether you, when you buy something, you need value from it, right? Yeah. That's uh, the value dictates how much that thing is worth, right? Yeah. So a lot of the times, you're bringing your kid to jujitsu or wrestling, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, but they don't actually understand the value of it. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. in their head, it's like, oh, they're passing an hour's time. But the value mm. is your child is going to learn something yeah. that's going to help them for the rest of their life. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. No. Does that make sense? You really can't. No, 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 absolutely. And especially if you're, if, if you're being taught by someone uh. who has dedicated his entire life yeah. to this art. Yeah. And, he's, and, and, and you know better than anyone, teaching is a very intimate Mm. thing right yeah. like there's a connect you have to you're always thinking about your student you're kind yeah. of there's a, there's a lot it's not like you might spend an hour with them but mm. as, a, as a as a professor yeah you're you're looking at curriculum you're looking at the actually the mental health for that person what mm. they can and can't do and all this type mm. of stuff right so yeah. um it's a little nod because we're opening up soon and we've yeah. had we've had to change our philosophy yeah with regards to taking on students yeah because if you if you think about, it, I'd rather have forty students mm. that are really dedicated to the art yeah. and want to learn. Yeah. It's not about money; yeah. it's about what they're going to benefit from. Yeah. Then one hundred and fifty yeah. that it's like it's just a babysitting service, and they're yeah. not really they don't want to be there. Does that make sense? Their parents are just so it's kind of like how do you? So it's 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 a it's it's a conflict of your of your morals exactly. Okay, so exactly. it's a hundred percent conflict of your morals, and the the way I look at. at at morals is is i i see i see like martial arts as a way of actually building those moral kind of strengths in, in yeah. you as an individual and i think that's really important and just um not to disrespect religion and stuff like that but yeah. i see it as the same kind of building blocks yeah. okay so it's you know um and so how how you how your decisions are are based on that 
you know, whether you take the 400 kids and leave 150, you're going to feel guilty that you haven't done of what you need to do, you know, and then 10 years down the line, X and something might happen and you're going to feel guilty or stuff. Mm. And, but you're supposed to feel that way, mm. but you're also supposed to, you know, as a community, there's supposed to be the, the, the net to help you to yeah. deal with that or to, to, to catch that. And it's, 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 it's not about exclusion. It's not about exclusion, it's but about, it's, an, it's, it's an ongoing about understanding what you're getting yourself involved in. That yeah. makes sense. That's yeah. the thing. As, as, yeah. as a club, for example, yeah. as, for Legion, we, we've, it's important now that we make people understand that mm. you're joining somewhere yeah. where we want to make a difference in your yeah. child's life. Yeah. Not every single person that's going to come, like 90% of the kids that come in are not going to be ADCC champions, right? They might, yeah, it, no. it, that's not the aim. Yeah. For me, it's they, if, if, if they were shy, yeah. they've become more confident. Yeah. If they were really aggressive, yeah. they've calmed down yeah. and they've learned to deal yeah. with their anger. Does that make sense? Yeah. If they're if they're not very if they feel that they're not creative, yeah. they find their creativity in something else. Does yeah. that make sense? It, yeah. it, it, everyone's gonna take something different from it. Yeah. And that's for me, for parents, if you're gonna bring your child, mm. understand that it's not like you said, yeah. Taekwondo is a very good sport. Yeah. But it's not a babysitting service. The guy's, you know, trained his whole life to kind of uh do you know what I'm saying? But so. it's it's hard from a from a from a from a you know, because this is a big debate. It's, it's a big a hard, debate. Yeah, it's yeah. a hard from a parent's perspective, okay, because um, you know, it's we're 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 in a in a in a state where um where you know our parents ruled us with fear. Mm. All right. So our parents like you know, sorry, mum, but you used to whip me with the belt. It's the same. But to this day, it's the same. So, no, but but you you so you always used to have that fear. So you were driven back to our conversation about fear. Yeah. Were you driven by fear? We don't have those tools, or or in in our way, we cannot use those tools. Right, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So we now have to, you know use different methods or try to find different methods to get our kids to do st stuff. And on top of that, we're fighting with, I, I, I did this, um, what do you call it? When I, when I was working years and years ago and we did this kind of like, you know, um, uh, research with regards to, you know, what's Nike's biggest competitor in, in like, ah, oh, no, it's Adidas. No, it's not. It's what do you call it? It's PlayStation. It's music. It's, decks it's you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hoodies and hats it's graffiti because if your kid's not spending money on if the kids aren't spending money on trainers they're spending that's where they're spending their money so it's the same thing as a parent that you've got to deal with as well yeah. you know and you know if you are putting your kid into it's much easier for you to take your kid and you know to jujitsu while you're doing jujitsu it's yeah. harder to take your kid to jujitsu and you're not doing anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have any relation. And on top of that, you don't actually even understand jujitsu, or you don't understand wrestling yourself. You know. So as a parent, you know, kids don't do what you say; they do what you do. So as a parent, you don't possess the tools of 100%. like. Um, if you don't go this, I'll whoop you. You don't have that. You <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. have that. You know, you don't have that now. So you know, like for instance, it's like my I used to skateboard and so I was very crap well, at it every time you still open rubbish. your mouth I learn something new about so, you, so, so, you know what I mean <laughs> still, still crap at Ollie in, but you know <laughs> and so my little boy's like oh da 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 skateboarder goes yeah I used to skateboard and I thought you know what 
and buy a couple of skateboards. Yeah. Bought a couple of skateboards, I mean, in the garage, skateboarding and stuff like that. And it, but it's cool, you know what I mean? It's like, and also I, I used to sketch and I stopped sketching years and years ago. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. I was doing his homework one day during the pandemic. And it's like, oh, you got to do this and this. And I taught him how to trace. And then I bought him a light, light box and oh, stuff. Cool, I taught him how to cool, trace cool. and stuff like that. And I went, oh, damn. It's just, it's just a sponge. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get myself some watercolors, get myself a set of pencils, get him a set of pencils. And we're going to sketch together. And we're going to sketch together. So they do what I'm doing. And, and it was quite, it's quite cool revisiting those skills, you know? And I think I said to you ages ago, it's like, I read to him every night I bring put him to bed. And like, you know, now we're just on some, you know, we're doing what's it, the elephant in the the elephant in the garden. You know, I mean reading that book. It's it's it's, it's no book, you know what I mean? It's the guy that um uh that wrote Warhorse. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And but you know, and I realized, man, I'm flying through books. Flying yeah. through books, flying through books. So he might not be the reader, but he's got he's got that example in his head of his dad's the reader, his, his mum's the reader, you know what I mean? Like, my missus reads in French books all the time and stuff like that, and da da da. And, but it is the way of parenting nowadays is such a struggle because you're still, you're consistently fighting those distractions. Mm. You know, his mate rings up, oh, blah, 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 we're playing Fortnite. Like, ah, it's got to be on a PlayStation, <laughs> you know? But you can't, you know, I can't go, oh, you're not going to do this. You don't, you know, That's so I've got to give him that, give him that leeway. You know, but also kind of like make doubly the effort of like, you know, play football with him and read with him, skateboard with him, go, you know, cycle my bike when I can, but not while Imran's there because he'll smoke me. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and do, and do that stuff. And on top of that, as a man also to have the time by yourself yeah, to just kind of clear your head, you know, so 100%, yeah. it's, it's. You know, and so I think, yes, it's great. It's been great during the pandemic to have your kids there and stuff like that. But also it's kind of like, if people go, oh, what, you know, I saw some stuff, you know, which I think is just ridiculous. It's like, oh, what did you, um, if you haven't learned something new during the pandemic, then you've wasted time and stuff like that. You know, it's like, no, not really. (laughs) But the one true statement I have I will adhere to is that if you haven't taught your kids something new during the pandemic, yeah. yeah, that that's that's the one. That's the one. Because by teaching them, you're kind of teaching yourself as well. Also, you know? do you think, dude, as a father as well, this is very important, fatherhood. Mm. Yeah. In 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 general, yeah. Mm. I feel like um I don't wanna I don't wanna stray into a very con- a controversial subject here. Yeah. Mm. It's not I'm just trying to sometimes when you say something, you're you, uh people think that you're cancelling something else. So yeah. me talking about fatherhood is not me saying that women are not good mothers. Does that make sense? Sometimes mm. it's like when you talk about something, people, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying fatherhood. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Like, for example, because you train mm. your kid, do, don't ask your kid to do something that, you know, you're not yeah. necessarily going to do yourself yeah. or you never, never had intention or you haven't done or whatever it is. Yeah, don't live for your kids. Don't live for your kids. Yeah. Like, and yeah. if, if they want to... It's a if, very, it's, it's, sorry to cut you off, but it's a very hard thing not 100%, to do. 100%, 100%. It's a, and I wouldn't judge anybody who does it. I see, I see I, in... I, in I'd, I'd say you yeah. shouldn't do that, but <laughs> it's, I wouldn't, because it's a very hard thing not to do. Mm. It's a very easy to see your kid doing something, doing it wrong, and it's going, oh, you shouldn't do it that way. Because if I was like, but 
Yeah, and it's that. very quick yeah, it's, yeah. and it's very subconscious to do that you know what I mean sometimes you have to learn, let your kids make the mistake you know that's and part of the learning and yeah. stay in your head and cringe as, you, as they do it and then see them see them work it out because it's been so it's funny like like okay so, so here's an, a really, another really good example doing homeschooling Ooh, oh, good, doing yeah. homeschooling so you know and I realise that that is, is really good at maths. Really good at maths. And so, just doing the homeschooling stuff and da, 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 and seeing how the way they work out, you know, they calculate stuff out and blah, 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 blah. And then seeing how the way he does his timetables and stuff like that. And uh, and then I remember we were just working on some sums and stuff like that. And I go to him, no, because use the piece of paper and blah, blah, blah. Do it this way and da, da, da. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he got really upset. Really, really upset. And then I realised, I sat back and just like, let him do it. And I realised, he's working it all out of his head. Like, but literally line for line. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how he's doing it. That's how he's doing it. So the West Indian dad came out a little no, bit. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but it took me to go, okay, that's how he's doing it. And then it took me to go, ah, okay. To basically adjust to his way of doing mm. stuff. You know what I mean? Rather than actually him, and also he might he might even be open more afterwards. Does that make oh, yeah, sense? Totally because he doesn't feel it. like you're trying to. Like for example, I was listening to LBC once, and a woman called in and said that sometimes, like they were talking about kids and stuff like that, and and as a parent, she was saying that we see our children as what they should be, not what they are right now. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? That's, that's so they can. Guess, ne- yeah. That's so, so profound true. because yeah. you're always measuring them mm. with. Uh, with their future selves. Yeah. But yeah. like he's here though. Yeah. yeah. And as a parent, you have to always try yeah. and dial that yeah. back. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and try is, not to. That is, yeah. That it is made me, one of those true. things that you made, made me like, uh, I was sitting in the car, I was like, wow. Like mm. she put it so yeah. succinctly. Yeah. Um, but dude, I think we're going to move on to the last segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if that's okay. You're going to have you. to divide this up into two, three parts. Well, yeah. It's going to have to be. Or, yeah. or cut some stuff out and le- yeah. this is called around the campfire. Yeah, there's a three part. Of it. It's a three part. We need to do a three part. That's right. Um, so we've got a couple of videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I might even uh, do a Patreon and just re- release the release the un- is it the behind the scene or whatever unseen oh, footage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lost tapes. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of videos that we just have a bit of a light-hearted one. Yeah, yeah gonna, I want you to just re- watch it and I want you to react to it. We're gonna. Re- oh come on! Uh, you ready? You might have seen some of these. <laughs> yeah. If you have, this is. Uh, yeah, you oh, have to put your headphones, headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh. Come on, you're a DJ, bro. No, well, you was anyway. Yeah, these are, these are kind of whack. They're whack. They were the cheapest, cheapest Ooh. ones. Right, so this is a. Uh, Not even uh, noise cancelling. It's terrible. <laughs> 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 so these are this is like a a, a, a martial art, yeah. That's been um, you just watch it. Well, let's see. Let, let, let's see if you've seen this before or not. Um, where's the sound? We can't hear nothing. There's no sound, bro. No. Nah. I don't need sound. I can see. <laughs> I can see. I can see. You got it, but pause it for a sec. But you got to see the sound. There's Dennis Bergkamp. See Dennis Bergkamp, bro. Oh, <laughs> Hey, listen. Right. He's a G. Uh, He's a G. You want to defend? Oh, as soon as you see me move, every-
everything you got in there, you push it Who's out. This guy? I don't know. It's called yellow bamboo. So he's a, he's teaching them how to do a Hadouken, bro. Watch here. Yeah? Hadouken. <laughs> oh man. So he's trying to teach this one, this woman, yeah. You stand here, and Magnus and Rebecca, you pre prepare her. I don't know how they're gonna prepare her. Super Saiyan. Turn it down a bit, Zach, please. <laughs> oh. Look, look. Oh, mate. You know he's faking, isn't it? You know he's like, oh, smack. Oh, yeah, because he went straight. Oh. <laughs> okay, you ready to join us in the circle? Are you? Join us, join us <laughs> in the circle. That's it. So she's wearing, she's wearing, what do you call it? She's wearing a, I went to Thailand and, and stroked a sedated tiger. That's it, that's the one, that's <laughs> the one. That's the, can I ask you a question, bro, yeah? Uh. How do you get to a point, yeah, mm. where you're teaching someone? Firstly, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask about how he got to that point, where he learned yeah. this yellow bamboo martial art thing, Hadouken thing, yeah? But I want to know, like, as a student, and this is something that, how do you get to a point where you're not, this is what we talked about, like not questioning and not, not, not training other martial arts, right? Yeah. So how did how did it get to that point, man? It's this. And so have you come across anyone like that, like so in your so past? So you you'll be surprised, you'll be surprised, mate, that um, there are more people like that on the planet than. <laughs> no, literally, but but it's not only in martial arts; it's yeah, just other, other, it. other aspects yeah. of life, yeah. even in work, even yeah. in work. You know, where you know a boss would tell uh, somebody. You know, you got to do X, Y, and Z, and they won't question it. Sorry, man. It's and, and, they, and they won't question it. Yeah. So you you find that even even in the workplace, um, it's it's even even during this whole, um, you know, pandemic yeah. thing was going on, whatever. Yeah. You know, people don't they don't read, they don't do their research and stuff like that. So you find actually, you know, that is not an extreme form. You know, that is actually <laughs> that no, but trust me, that is the least dangerous form. Yeah. The most dangerous form is your I neighbor. I think that woman would beg to is your neighbor yeah. who'd who'd ring up the police oh, snitch. because your cousin has come round uh, during lockdown. Did that happen to you? No, no, oh, it's oh. same. It sounds very specific, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> it happened to you. No, no. <laughs> no, but honestly, because it's it's that not not yeah, questioning yeah. thing, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And and it's that it's that kind of like kind of brainwashing thing you know it's like um did and you come across anyone like that in your martial arts career not, not 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 kind of obviously like someone who's had that much hold over their students yeah serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's not you you get it wrong though it's not the person has that much hold over the student it's that how much that student is willing has, to let is go. willing to let go yeah yeah, yeah. That how much that person is willing to, willing to let go, you know. You you find there's loads ev even down to the cases of like you know sexual harassment in yeah, martial yeah. arts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not, you know, it's not like, hey, you've given us go the power for a drink. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. It's built up over time, yeah. over time, over time. You know what I mean? It's this. It's it's the same processes. It's the same. It's the same things that carry on. That you got these deviants doing shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? It's but I'm, I'm going to say thing. to you, I'm gonna. I can actually put my hand on my heart and say, mm. someone said to you, like, I'm going to teach you Hadouken, yeah? <laughs> a man's running full blast at me. Mate, it's getting the hardest sidekick <laughs> combination, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it'd, be like, yeah. it'd be like 50 mile an hour, plus 50 Bro, mile an hour. Okay, so, so how would you, so imagine the guy's running towards you like that, yeah? yeah? 
What would your first move be? I'll just step out the way and let him go past. His eyes are closed. Oh, I trip him. <laughs> I trip him, mate. I trip him. I trip him. But that's, anyway, Dennis Bergkamp let himself go, man. Poor guy, bro. I leave Dennis for <laughs> man. Dennis is a G. Dennis, man. the best goal ever. I've ever oh, seen yeah, yeah, was yeah. a Newcastle yeah. goal it's he scored. Do you remember? The, it's still the best goal. It's got to be the best goal it's ever, still man. The best goal. Got to be done. Thanks, Jude. And oh, hopefully, we might get you on again. Probably never going to see you until next. Uh, <laughs> 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 but this pandemic has helped us get Jude on, and um, hopefully, see you in the match soon. Yeah, definitely, man. Right, respect, bro. Take care. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys, and we will see you on the next one.